Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to another edition of Das Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones Gibb, broadcasting live from the NYC. For the next hour, I'm going to give you the latest entertainment news on the weekend. Yara Shahidi, Cameron Diaz, Nick Lachey, Bad Bunny, and a whole lot more. So don't go anywhere. I'll be right back after these messages. My name is Hunter Hayes. I know myself, and I know my buzz warning signs. One shot is about knowing my limits or not necessarily knowing my limits. I start with one shot to have a good time. One of the signs that I'm starting to feel a little buzz is when I start solving not only my own problems, but the entire world's problems. When I know I'm going out, I know I'm going to start with calling for a ride. Buzz driving is drunk driving. A message brought to you by NHTSA and the Ad Council. Hi, I'm Danica Patrick. Watching my nieces grow, play, and learn is amazing, but not every child gets to be carefree. One in six kids in the U.S. are hungry. This breaks my heart, and it's something that Feeding America is working to change. Each year, the Feeding America network of food banks rescues billions of pounds of good food that would have gone to waste and gives it to families in need. To help, visit feedingamerica.org. Brought to you by Feeding America and the Ad Council. When is the best time to talk to your family about staying in touch during a disaster? When the unthinkable happens? Or is the best time perhaps today? Go to nyc.gov slash readyny or call 311 and make your emergency plan today. Don't wait. Communicate. Brought to you by New York City Emergency Management and the Ad Council. If you are just tuning in, you're listening to another edition of That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs, where every week I bring you the latest in entertainment news, celebrity news, and pop culture. If you like the show and you want to know what's going on in the world of entertainment, just uh, follow me on the top of the show button on top of the show page, and that way you get a reminder when I broadcast live. Also, if you want to make a comment about any of today's stories, give me a call. The call in number is 347-637-2656. And press the number one. That's three four seven six three seven two six five six. And press the number one. Also like us on Facebook. Just go to facebook.com slash that's entertainment dot radio. Follow us on Twitter at that's entertain one. That's T H A T S entertain and the number one. You can also follow me on the Instagram at T Jones Gibbs. That's T J O N E S G I B B S. And you can also follow me on Twitter at Stiletto14. Stiletto like the shoe. S T I L E T T O. And the number 14. Right now, the current temperature in the NY is a partly cloudy 57 degrees. Before I get started with the show today, I'd like to give a shout-out to all my listeners out there. Thank you once again for hanging out with me and joining me here on this Wednesday afternoon or Wednesday morning or wherever you are in the world. Thank you once again for showing all your love and support. So how has everyone been? How your week been so far? This week, we're going to be talking about Mr. Um, well, we know him as uh, his uh, government name as uh, Abel Tesfaye, 
better known as The Weeknd. Well, he's been uh, chosen as the most popular singer on earth, and this is according to a new data by the Guinness World Records. That's right. And uh, Yara Shahidi this week has explained why her casting in the new Peter Pan film is a more meaningful representation. Also this week, we're going to be talking about Cameron Diaz. She is having a troubled comeback. Uh, she's on this film, and allegedly it's been halted after a plot to steal money from her co-star, Jamie Foxx. I'll tell you the latest. And friend to the show, Nick Lachey, has been required to attain anger management classes. I'll tell you what that's all about. And uh, Bad Bunny's ex-girlfriend... She is suing him for using uh, her voice in an audio without her permission. And that's just some of the things we're going to be talking about. Also, Tekashi 69 was jumped and brutally beaten by a group of men inside uh, a sauna at a, a South Florida gym. And uh, actor Dick Van Dyke has sustained some uh, minor injuries in a single car collision in Southern California. So uh, that's just some of it. And uh, um, Gwyneth Paltrow has returned, uh, has appeared in court on Tuesday for a civil trial brought on by a lawsuit from a retired optometrist. That's just some of the stories that we're working on this week. So um, uh, let's get started. Uh, Abel Tesfaye, most commonly known as The Weeknd, is the most popular singer on earth, according to a new data by Guinness World Records. Now, the Guinness argued its case by citing that the Starboy performer Spotify stats, including an unmatched 111.4 million monthly listeners. The 33-year-old Grammy winner has nearly 30 million more listeners than second place Miley Cyrus, which also put him for ahead of Shakira. Ariana Grande, Taylor Swift, and Rihanna. A remix of the 2016 hit Die For You, which he performed with Grande, hit the top of the Billboard charts earlier this month. The weekend hit the road in June when his uh, After Hour Till Dawn world tour rolled into Portugal. The Toronto native then returned to North America in September with a trio of shows in Mexico. He was watched by millions around the world in 2021 when he performed at the Super Bowl halftime show in Tampa, Florida, drawing nearly 92 million viewers in 180 countries. That gig earned him a Primetime Emmy Award nomination. Now, public interest in the superstar personal life went through the roof last year when he sang the lyric, My New Girl, She's a Movie Star, on the song Here We Go Again. The song was released after the singer had been seen out with movie star Angelina Jolie on more than one occasion. They have never addressed the rampant speculation that ensued. Now, The weekend was named Goodwill Ambassador for the United Nations World Food Program in October of 2021. That endeavor is said to feed more than 100 million people in 80 countries each year. And speaking of the weekend, he has reached an agreement in a legal battle over one of his songs. According to Rolling Stone, the Canadian singer had reached a settlement after being sued for copyright infringement over his 2018 track, Call Out My Name. The settlement was reached last Friday, March 17, just before the lawsuit could go to trial. Uh, Sunil Fox and Henry Strange of the electric duo Epicar 
filed a legal action against the chart-topping performer, claiming that Call Out My Name plagiarized the vocal hook and lead guitar from their unreleased song, Vibe King. Now, according to the report, Fox and Strain had physically evidence that proved The Weeknd had heard and liked their unreleased song. The plaintiff sought all of the song's profits as well as legal fees. However, the term of the settlement was not disclosed. Call Out My Name, producer Frank Dukes and Nicholas Jar were also named in the lawsuit. Yara Shahidi is explaining why her casting in the new Peter Pan film is meaningful representation. The actress, who's now 23, played the tiny fairy Tinkerbell in Disney's upcoming live-action Reimagine Peter Pan and Wendy, which also features Alexander Maloney, Ever Anderson, Judd Law, Alan uh, Tudyk, and Jim Gaffigan. Now, speaking with Birdie for the outlet digital revival issue, Shahidi said that diversity in the film is more than just popping black and brown folks in the cast for the sake of updating the story. She said, quote, they wanted to bring some new fun to the classic, but also give us the fairy tale we deserve, unquote. Now, the grownish star landed a role traditionally played by a white actress can be grouped with the talents of her, who recently led as Belle in the live-action Beauty and the Beast, and uh, Haley Bailey, who starred in the upcoming The Little Mermaid as Ariel. Shahidi and Bailey had been noticeably targeted with racist comments for their fictional portrayals. Shahidi said, quote, I think oftentimes people think of diversity and inclusion as threatening or jeopardizing the quality of the story instead of seeing how beautiful they can be interwoven together to create something that impacts even more people, that let even more people into stories that we love, unquote. Peter Pan and Wendy debuts on Disney Plus April 28th. And she's right, you know. It's the same thing with Star Wars, or you know, I talked about this before, um, where they didn't like certain characters in the new uh, Disney Plus Star Wars series. Uh, they didn't, even in the actual Star Wars movie, they didn't, they didn't like certain black people in certain uh, lead roles in Star Wars, uh, the Hunger Games. Uh, the character in the book was white, but they had cast a black actress to be one of the leading characters. We gotta stop this because we're we, this is a new day and age where now we gotta show more diversity. And and I'm gonna tell you something: racism hurts industries all across the board. I don't care whether it's a manufacturing, whether it's uh, everyday corporate office. It hurts, and even in the entertainment industry, it hurts. The it, it causes millions and trillions of dollars when when racism is involved, and we got to get with the program because it's it's just ridiculous how there's a lot of racists out here that have an issue with Yara and Haley playing these Disney characters that are not even real. Get over yourselves. And I said this a long time ago. You know, if you don't like it, then nobody's forcing you to watch it. Nobody's making you go to the theater and see it. You know, but you got to get with the program. This is a new day and age. Uh, Cameron Diaz Trouble uh, comeback film is uh, allegedly halted after a plot to steal thirty-three thousand from her co-star Jamie Foxx in a complex scam that came to light. 
Now, bosses at Netflix Film Back in Action are reported to have paused the production as they carried out a probe with a member of staff getting the sack and claimed police were contacted over the incident thought to have involved the workers being linked to previous attempt to extract huge sum of money from stars. Meanwhile, Cameron, who famously walked away from Hollywood in 2018 to spend more time with her rocker husband, Benji Madden, uh, with whom she has a, has a daughter, Radic, uh, that's three now, in 2019, is reported to be unlikely to return to Hollywood for another film. She recently ended her acting hi- hiatus to star alongside Jamie and Back in Action, but a source told DailyMail.com, saying, quote, these back-to-back 10-hour workdays have been a lot on her, and she hates being away from her daughter. Cameron loves being a mom more than anything in the world. She has already proven herself in the industry and has nothing left to prove to anyone, unquote. Um, I had a privilege to meet Cameron Diaz a couple of years back when she uh, was promoting her one of her books, and I met her in person. She's such a sweet person. And the the book was talking about uh, women of a certain age and how their beauty shine and, you know, regardless. And I happened to be picked on one, on the covers. Uh, it was They needed 50 women, all of different ages and ethnicity, and, and I happened to be picked on one of the covers. Um I can't even think. It's a shame. I can't think of the book name right now. But uh, later on, I'll probably uh, find that uh, book name. Uh, Also, a friend to the show, Nick Lachey, has been required to attend anger management classes and Alcoholic Anonymous after a bust-up with a paparazzo. The 98-degree singer was hit with assault and battery charges against Jody Santos in March of 2022, but did not receive any formal punishment until the photographer spent months requesting the Beverly Hill Police Department take action. Jody saw Nick on March 27 last year with his wife, Vanessa Manillo, leaving a maestro's restaurant in Beverly Hills, and when the singer saw her sitting in her car across the, um, I'm sorry, saw the photographer sitting in her car across the, the street taking picture, he ran over to her car and tried to grab her camera and phone through the passenger window. Now, Nick said the day after the face-off, he has been harassed by Jody, but admitted that he clearly overreacted. He tweeted at the time, saying, quote, Last night, after enjoying a great dinner with my wife and our dear friend, the paparazzi harassed us as we walked down, or walked back to our hotel. I clearly overreacted. I've been in this game long enough to know that their antics are sadly part of the deal. Stupid of me. Done. Unquote. Um... Yeah, I kind of find this hard to believe that um, Nick Lachey went off like this because um, I had interviewed Nick Lachey a couple of years ago when he just had one child. And uh, if you want to check out that interview, it's part of my feature on my show page. So I had an interview with Nick Lachey talking about his days being in the group 98 Degrees, and uh, he had just uh, started writing a children's book uh, for his son. So... Yeah, I can't believe that he has to attend, attend anger management. But it was alleged that the, they said that, uh, according to this photographer, alleged that uh, he had a, he was maybe drinking a little bit, but that's alleged. Um, but, I, yeah, I just find it hard to believe for Nick Lachey to lose his cool like that. But 
Yeah, so if you want to check out that interview that I did with Nick Lachey, just go to the That's Entertainment Online radio show page. He's featured at the very beginning of the show page and check out that interview. Um, an ex-girlfriend of Bad Bunny claimed in a new lawsuit that the reggaeton superstar used audio of her voice in a pair of songs without permission. A recording of the phrase Bad Bunny Baby is featured in the 2016 song Pati, as well as the 2022 track Dos Mil 16, which appeared on the Puerto Rican rapper's chart-topping album Un Verano Sin Ti. Now, Carlise De La Cruz Hernandez never authorized the artist to use her vocal clip, her lawyer claimed in the lawsuit seeking at least $40 million. Uh, since then, thousands of people had commented directly on Carly's social media network, as well as every time she goes to a public place about the Bad Bunny baby, this has caused and currently causes De La Cruz to feel worried, anguish, intimidated, overwhelmed, and anxious. Uh, which which the lawsuit had read, which was filed this month in Puerto Rico. Now, Bad Bunny, whose real name is Bonito Antonio Martinez Arcasio, was in a relationship with De La Cruz from 2011 to 2016 and again in 2017. She allegedly recorded the Bad Bunny baby sample in 2015. Last year, De La Cruz rejected a $2,000 offer from a Bad Bunny representative for the sample and also failed to reach an agreement with the Remos entertainment label she claimed. Bad Bunny hasn't publicly com- commented on the lawsuit. Known for such hit as Tito Mi Priganto and Mi Porto Bonito, Bad Bunny was Spotify's most streamed artist globally in each of the past three years. Un Verano Senti won a Grammy last month for Best Musica Urbana album and was the first Spanish language project to be nominated for Album of the Year. Takashi 69 was jumped and brutally beaten by a group of men inside the sauna of a South Florida gym. The rainbow hair rapper, whose real name is Daniel Hernandez, was picked up by an ambulance and hospitalized following the violent attack. He suffered injuries to his ribs, jaw, and his back. Uh, according to his uh, attorney, Lance Lazaro of from T, uh, he, he told TMZ, uh, images of the badly beaten Takashi shows his uh, swollen face, which is also covered with gashes and bruises. The 26-year-old musician was attacked by several people inside a L.A. fitness gym on Tuesday. One video show on social media showed a pair of men hover, uh, hovering over Takashi, who is curled up on the floor trying to protect his face from the ongoing blow. Now, in another clip posted to Twitter, one of the attackers can be heard saying, take a picture, I'm going to be famous now. Other videos show the rapper leaving the gym covered in blood. Uh, Lazaro said that the Gooba rapper tried to defend himself and fight back, but noted he was outnumbered and was quickly overpowered. Now, Takashi did not have security with him at the time of the attack, and all his attackers uh, fled when the gym employees became aware of the disturbance. Police and EMS were then called to the scene. Uh, Lazarus said that he would ensure the performer gets some sort of protection moving forward, citing that Takashi's previous legal battle or legal drama. The rapper was sentenced to two years in prison in 2019 on nine charges, including racketeering, drug trafficking, and firearm offenses in relation to his involvement with the nine trade blood gang. Uh, he was granted a reduced sentence for cooperating with federal officials and helping imprison his associate. 
Takashi was ultimately released in 2020 amid the COVID-19 pandemic with the judge declaring he's been a model prisoner. And Dick Van Dyke sustained minor injuries in a single-car collision in Southern California. The star of the Dick Van Dyke show was the driver in the crash in Malibu. You know, Dick Van Dyke is now 97 years old. Uh, Van Dyke's 2018 Lexus LS500 sedan hit a gate, and he received medical attention from paramedics at the scene, and he was not hospitalized, according to people. Van Dyke is known for award-winning performances across film, TV, and Broadway. He made his Broadway debut in 1959 with The Girls Against the Boys, won a Tony two years later as an original cast member in Bye Bye Birdie, and played the main role in The Music Man in 1980. He won three Emmys for The Dick Van Dyke Show, which aired from 1961 to 1966, Van Dyke has continued to make appearances in recent years, including a cameo in the 2018 sequel, Mary Poppins Returns, starring Emily Blunt and Lin-Manuel Miranda. He was revealed as a contestant on the ninth season of The Mass Singer earlier this year. Seven years after taking a ski trip with her family to Port City, Utah, Gwyneth Paltrow returned to the destination for a less enjoyable reason. She appeared in court on Tuesday for a civil trial brought on by a lawsuit from retired optometrist Terry Sanderson. Now, Sanderson previously accused Paltrow of running into him as she went down a hill at Deer Valley Resort in 2016 and then skiing away. The 2019 lawsuit alleged that Sanderson was left stunned, lying in the snow, seriously injured. Now, however, Paltrow claimed in a countersuit it was Sanderson who ran into her and that he was trying to exploit exploit her her, uh, celebrity and wealth. Now, according to the Independent, Judge Kent Holmberg announced Tuesday that the jury won't hear arguments about a purported hit and run, saying he had reviewed evidence that proved Paltrow made sure that Sanderson didn't have any major injuries before leaving the scene. Instead, the jury will hear arguments about who had the right of way at the time of the accident. Sanderson claimed he was downhill from Paltrow, and she claims the opposite. In their opening argument, Sanderson's attorney said Paltrow's conscious disregard uh, for everyone else skiing caused Sanderson several injuries. But Paltrow's countersuit, also filed in 2019, maintained that he was the one who caused the collision. The civil trial is expected to last eight days as a uh, Park City District Court spokesperson told the Salt Lake Tribune. Right now we have here... um, 36 minutes, 35 minutes left in the show. Uh, Coming up uh, at the half-hour mark, uh, we're going to be talking about uh, Tom Hanks. Uh, He's he's getting ready to head to Harvard University this spring, and I'll tell you what he's going to be doing there. Uh, Tasha Kay, you know, um, has an issue of apology to Cardi B. After she, uh, she appealed a $4 million defamation lawsuit that was filed against her uh, because she was spreading some lies about Cardi B. She lost the case, and now she's trying to make amends with Cardi B. Uh, 
Macklemore uh, apparently did an interview recently with Hip Hop DX, and he admitted that it was difficult being a slam for the art he made with 2012, The Heist. I'll tell you what he talked about. And a sequel to the 1997 film Good Burger is happening, according to the starring actors Keenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. Can't wait for that. So it's been greenlit to debut later this year. So all those stories and more coming up after the break. So don't you go anywhere. The number one source for entertainment news and pop culture every Wednesday afternoon with your host Tammy Jones Gibbs, right here on Block Talk Radio. Right now 
we have 31 minutes left remaining in the show. That was new music from my boy Kevin Ross in Show and Prove. Before we went to the music break, I was telling you that Tom Hank is heading to Harvard University this spring. On Tuesday, it was announced that Hanks will be the principal speaker at Harvard's 372nd commencement ceremony on Thursday, May 25th in Cambridge, Massachusetts. Hanks, who uh, himself studied theater at Chabot College and later graduated from California State University in Sacramento, California, will be awarded an honorary degree as part of his appearance at Harvard's graduation this year, and this is according to the Harvard press release. Recent Harvard commencement speakers have included former New Zealand Prime Minister Jacinda Ardern, uh, late U.S. politician and legislator John Lewis, Prairie View, A&M University President Ruth Simmons, and filmmaker Steven Spielberg, who, whom uh, Hanks had collaborated with on a number of movies, including Save It Private Ryan, Catch Me If You Can, and Bridge of Spies. Hanks is next scheduled to appear in Wes Anderson's upcoming film, Asteroid City. Tasha Kay has issued an apology to Cardi B after her appeal of the $4 million defamation lawsuit filed against her by Cardi B was denied. On Tuesday, March 21st, a judge shot down the blogger and YouTube personality's attempt to overturn the judgment granted to the rap star in January of 2021, which she initially filed in 2019. The 41-year-old voiced her resolved in light of the defeat, thanking her fans for their loyalty before extending an olive branch to the Grammy Award winner. Uh, this is what she said. Uh, she said, quote, this is what Tasha Kay said, but I'm going to be all right. I appreciate all your love and support throughout the fight. Today we throw in the white flag. What happened will never happen again. To Cardi and her team, I apologize sincere. We live and learn, unquote. Now, Cardi B first took legal action against Tasha K, born Latasha Kibi, uh, after the polarizing commentator claimed that the Bronx native had a sexual transmitted disease on social media, among other accusations. The rapper who testified in front of the jury in federal court during the trial said she felt extremely suicidal as a result of KB's uh, defamation, defamatory statement and spoke how, on a, of how it affected her mental health. Now, in January 2022, KB was found liable of defamation and international infliction of emotional harm and ordered to pay Cardi nearly $3 million at the time. The online talk show host blasted the ruling and refused to take down the post defaming Cardi B until being threatened with further legal action. She then filed an appeal seeking a new trial in September of 2022. However, in October 2022, a judge ordered Kibe to pay, uh, pay the mother to $4 million immediately or to secure funding amid her uh, appellate, appellate uh, process. Now, while Cardi B uh, hasn't issued a direct statement regarding the latest development in the legal battle, she appeared to react to the verdict via a post on social media shortly after it was announced. Now, she wrote in the post saying, quote, this is what Cardi wrote. She said, quote, how I'm feeling, unquote, which includes also a photo of a dog wearing a turtleneck sweater and a chain around its collar. 
During an interview with Hip Hop DX, McLemore admitted it was difficult being slammed for the art he made with 2012 The Heist. His record infinitely beat out Kendrick Lamar's critical acclaimed debut LP, Good Kid, Mad City, during the 56th Grammy Awards, with Mia then and now labeling it as the infamous snub. The Seattle-based rapper addressed being labeled a culture vulture in the aftermath and revealed that it previously made him feel a way, certain kind of way. And this is what uh, McDermott said. He said, quote, I think that it did hurt my feelings at the very beginning. When Thrift Shot was at its peak and the biggest song in the world, that's when the, the think pieces started coming out around cultural appropriation and one-hit wonder and all of this assessment and analysis. analysis. Uh, we were at a different place with whiteness in hip-hop a decade ago. It was a very different time, unquote. Now, McNamara concluded his conversation stating that in creating albums after the highs, he had to ignore the objections against his art. The rapper recently dropped off his latest, latest studio LP, Ben, on March 3, 2023. Ben featured guest appearances from DJ Premier, Jackson Lee Morgan, Maury, NLE Choppa, Sarah Barthel, Vic, uh, Vic Daggs II, and more. A sequel to the 1997 film Good Burger is happening, according to its starring actors, Kenan Thompson and Kel Mitchell. Uh, reportedly, Paramount Plus had greenlit the anticipating film to debut later this year. On Friday, March 17, the two appear on The Tonight Show starring Jimmy Fallon, where Mitchell yelled out the famous line, Welcome to Good Burger, home of the Good Burger, ahead of the announcement as part two. The Nickelodeon film extended the storyline of a sketch from the hit teen show, All That, starring Thompson and Mitchell. Good Burger centered on the employees of a fast food chain finding themselves in competition with Mondo Burger across the street. The two get caught up in a scheme where they have to take down their rival restaurant, which is poisoning customers with their artificially made massive burgers. And according to Mitchell, Part 2 may see the possibility of his simpleton character, Ed, running the Good Burger restaurant and seeing a whole new generation of interesting employees. Denzel Washington and Ridley Scott are teaming up again to work on an upcoming sequel for Gladiator. Uh, this is according to Deadline. Uh, Washington is nearly uh, nearing a final negotiation with Paramount to co-star in the Roman-era film alongside Paul Mescal, with Ridley leading the charge as the director. However, the specific, the specific role that the Oscar award-winning actor will play in the sequel is currently being kept under wraps. And according to the outlet, Washington, known to be picky about the roles he undertake, was excited about the badass roles Scott had written with him in mind. And after reading the script and hearing the director's pitch, he was ready to commit to the forthcoming sequel. Now, Scott's original film arrived in 2000 and starred uh, Russell Crowe as the general Maximus Decimus Maridas as, as an enslaved gladiator who battles through an arena to avenge his family after uh, Commodus uh, overtakes the throne. Uh, 2000 Gladiator pulled in $460 million at the global box office and was nominated for 12 Academy Awards. The blockbuster feature would snag five of those accolades, including one for Best Picture. 
And uh, Chris Tucker has been away from the big screen since his last film, Billy Lynn's Long Halftime Walk, in 2016. Best known for his role in cult classics like Friday and the Rush Hour films, Tucker has now explained why he decided to return to the box office in 2023. The 51-year-old will be starring in the Ben Affleck-directed film Air, a drama based on the rise of Michael Jordan's Air Jordan sneakers under the Nike imprint. Now, Tucker said, uh, quote, I talked to Ben and Matt about uh, this, and he said, hey, man, we, they said that um, Ben and Matt said to Chris Tucker that they he, they said he they want him to come in and have fun. He said, quote, this is what we're going to do, we're, what we're doing. It's like making a movie with your friends. And I said, okay, I love Michael Jordan. It's my friend Howard White. Ben and I can do whatever I want to do. I love the brand, the Jordan brand. Let's do it, unquote. Now, according to Variety, Affleck already had Tucker in mind for the film after Jordan demanded that Howard White needed to be in the film. Now, Tucker went on to express how much of a ball he had working with the cast, dubbing Affleck uh, Ben the player coach because of his ability to execute both roles as actor and director. He also called the producer-director duo brilliant geniuses. Tucker will uh, star alongside Viola Davis, Julius Tennant, Jason Bateman, Chris Messina, Marlon Wayans, and Gustav Skarsgård in the film based on a true story. Affleck will play Philip Knight, the co-founder of Nike Inc., and Damon uh, will play Sonny Vaccaro, the sports marketing exec who brought Jordan to Nike, leading to the birth of Air Jordan sneakers. Air premieres at theaters April the 5th. And uh, Jordan Peele's uh, fourth movie will arrive in theaters on December 25, 2024. Universal Pictures added the movie untitled fourth film directed by Jordan Peele to the slate of coming soon releases. And this is according to Variety. The mysterious film will debut three months after the release of an untitled Monkey Paw horror thriller, an unknown movie created by Peele's Monkey Paw production company. The follow-up to Note will also rock theaters a week after James Cameron Avatar 3 and Sonic the Hedgehog 3, both set to hit the streets on December 20th, 2024. However, there isn't any information on the on the upcoming cinematic experience with scarcity of news regarding the project synopsis, cast, and genre. The New York-born filmmaker hit a hot streak beginning with his di- uh, directorial debut, Get Out, in 2017. And from there, he released 2019 Us and Nope in 2022, the latter which marked a departure from the two horror-heavy projects released prior. And uh, President Joe Biden honored Bruce Springsteen, Mindy Kaling, Gladys Knight, and more during the 2022 National Humanity, Humanity Medal and the 2021 National Medal of Art at the White House on Tuesday. I'm sorry, that was the 2021 National Humanity Medal. Uh, he he honored these uh, artists actually yesterday um, in Washington, D.C. Um, Biden awarded 12 National Medals of Art, the highest American award for artists, art patrons, and groups that have advanced arts. He also awarded 11 National Humanity, Humanity Medals at the ceremony. And uh, Nicki Minaj can't stop doing big numbers. The 40-year-old latest single, Red Ruby the Sleeve, debuted at number one on the Billboard Hot Rap Songs chart. 
With this accomplishment reflecting in the March 18 update chart, the Queen Rapper can now boast back-to-back number one, Super Freaky Girl, achieved the same feat back in um, August of 2022 and maintained its place for 11 weeks. The hitmaker now has nine number ones on the Billboard Hot Rap Songs chart overall, with previous uh, entrants being um, Your Love, Moment for Life, Make Me Proud, Anaconda, Only, Trolls, and Do We Have a Problem. The Queen Rapper is now the most accomplished woman in the chart's nearly 35-year history and also has moved into rare air when it comes to male artists. Red Ruby the Sleeve reaching the mountaintop has allowed her to surpass LL Cool J and became the fifth most accomplished artist in the chart's history. She now stands behind Drake, who has 27 number ones, Lil Wayne, Diddy, and Kanye West. Red Ruby the Sleeve lean on nostalgia, uh, sampling Nimity's 2003 hit Never Leave You. It follows Nicki Minaj's recent uh, interpolations as Super Freaky Girl flips Rick James' 1981 smash Super Freak. 2022 was a collaborative year for the mother of one joining Young Blue on Love in the Way and uh, uh, Fibio Farron on We Go Up, Coy LaRae on Blink Blink or Blick Blick, and Little Baby on Bussin' and Do We Have a Problem. Her last album, Queen, came out in 2018 with features from The Weeknd, Ariana Grande, Eminem, Lil Wayne, Swally, and Foxy Brown. And uh, Drake uh, has angered uh, some of his fans once again. The certified lover boy artist reportedly cut his set short at the Lollapalooza Argentina, and people were clearly disappointed by his decision. It remained unclear why the Canadian star unexpectedly ended his set early. He also made fans pissed off by canceling the live broadcast of his performance. And just days prior, Drake caused an uproar after announcing his joint tour with 21 Savage. Fans were baffled by the pricey ticket prices. Those who had early access to the tickets were not happy to find out that there were no tickets for less than $100. Standard general admission tickets for nosebleed seats, which are the worst sections, starting at $137 and go up to $495 plus as you get closer to the stage. Some others claim that the ticket prices go as high as for as like $1,000. You know, um, I'm like the next person. I love a good concert. I really do. But uh, they, the fans do have a point. The the ticket prices are insane. They really are, you know. Uh, you have to damn near save just about a year to go to some of these shows, you know. Uh, right now we got 16 minutes left remaining in the show. I'm going to go ahead and take another music break, and I'll be back with the last remaining stories of the day, so don't go anywhere. Yeah. 
Soul Child called Beat of a Slow Dance. Right now we have 12 minutes left remaining in the show. And for the last remaining stories of the day, uh, Steven Spielberg is bringing Smash to Broadway. That's right, the stage musical adaptation of the cult favorite NBC series about a New York theater community will open on Broadway during the 2024-25 season. Uh, That's what the producer announced actually today. Uh, Spielberg, who conceptualized the series and served as an executive producer, will be a lead producer on the Broadway show. Fatherhood has been real good for uh, Ed Sharon, the English-born singer-songwriter known for his chart-topping hits such as Thinking Out Loud and Shape of You is opening about the change his baby daughters have brought to his life. In a Rolling Stone cover story published Tuesday, Sharon revealed that he and his wife, Sherry Seaborn, welcomed their eight-month-old daughter, Jupiter, last year. The couple, who has known each other since the age of 11, have been married for four years, also shared a two-year-old daughter, Lyra. However, leading up to Jupiter's birth, the couple was present with fierce challenges and uncertainty. Six months into her pregnancy, Seaborn was diagnosed with a tumor that could have been treated until the couldn't have been treated until the baby was born. 
uh, this is what Sharon revealed. Um, he confessed that uh, you feel so powerless while thankfully sharing that his daughter's birth and wife's surgery were both successful. The four-time Grammy Award winner said having daughters led him to clean up his party boy ways, which included binge drinking and drug use that started in, the, in his early 20s. Sharon will release a four-part documentary series called The Sum of It All on Disney Plus in May. And uh, this came to a real shock to me. Uh, late actor Lance Reddick, who uh, is best known for his role in the HBO crime drama series The Wire, had passed away uh, last Friday, uh, March 17th, St. Patty's Day. And... Um, he was only 60 years old. Uh, he died of the natural causes. Uh, they didn't say what was the natural causes. Um, it could have been anything. Um, and, you know, this week is the premiere of John Wick 4, which Lance Reddick was a part of that movie, and he was a part of the other three franchise, the other three movies as well. Um, I remember Lance Reddick from his character as on the HBO crime drama series, The Wire. He, um, I also remember he was so popular after that show that Beyonce and Jay-Z put him in their music video. Remember Bonnie and Clyde, the song, Bonnie and Clyde 03? He played the sheriff because, you know, they were, you know, they were fugitives, and he was the sheriff or the police that was going after them. And every time he got real close to getting close to capturing Bonnie and Clyde, a.k.a. Jay-Z and Beyonce, they would lose, they would escape, they would change their identity and be off into the wind, you know. But it was such a... um, a lot of the, the his co-stars uh, uh, from the movie, John Wick, um, Lance Reddick remained on their mind on his, on their minds uh, at the premiere, uh, which, again, I said the premiere of John Wick four days after his sudden death. Uh, Reddick appeared posthumously in the action film as the hotel concierge Sharon, a character he portrayed in the franchise previous three movies as well. Um, Lance, uh, Lawrence Fishburne, he told the Associated Press uh, at Monday night premiere in Los Angeles, he described Lance as, uh, he said, quote, he's the goodness of this film. He was kind of, in many ways, the heart of the film because his character loved John Wick, unquote. Director Chad Stolhelski and star Keanu Reeves uh, previously dedicated uh, John Wick 4 to Reddick, whose death at the age of 60 last Friday was a tribute, again, to natural causes. Uh, Reeves, who played the movie title character, was among those who wore blue ribbons on Monday as a tribute to Reddick. Uh, this is what's uh, Stahelski told the uh, AP He said quote You know it's always hard when you lose someone That you love dearly But you're also incredibly grateful For the time you had together We were fortunate enough to work with Lance Since the very beginning of the John Wick franchise Unquote Halle Berry who appeared with Reddick In 2019 John Wick Chapter 3 Parabella Previously remembered the actor in an Instagram comment As one of the most sincere people She has ever met Truly one of a kind. Uh, 
Reddick was also known, again, for his portrayal of Lieutenant Cedric Daniels on HBO's crime drama series, The Wire. Truly going to be missed. Paul Grant, an actor who appeared in Harry Potter and Star Wars films and other genre fairs, has passed away at age 56. Uh, Grant died in London uh, after collapsing outside of the King's Cross station. Now, doctors declared Grant brain dead and removed him from his uh, from life support on Sunday, and this is according to People. Uh, Grant is survived by his daughter Sophie, his uh, girlfriend Maria uh, Dwyer, another daughter, a son, and his stepchildren and grandchildren, according to The Guardian. Uh, Grant played an Ewok in 1983's Star Wars Episode VI, Return of the Jedi, and had an uncredited part as a goblin in uh, 2001's Harry Potter and the Sorcerer's Stone. Uh, he also, uh, in other Scream appearances, uh, Grant played a goblin in the 1986 fa- fantasy film uh, Labyrinth. I hope I, I know I'm not pronouncing that right. And had a role in the 1987 period drama The Dead. And he only stood four foot four, but he was also a stunt performer. You know, doing doubles. Um, he was also uh, performed with Sherry Weiser and he, he and voiced by Brian Henson. He also did stunts for the 1985 Legend and 1988 Willow. Now, Grant lived with an inherited uh, bone growth disorder, which caused his short stature, uh, skeletal abnormalities, and vision and hearing problems. And this is according to Medline Plus. Following his death, Grant's stepdaughter, Stacy set up a GoFundMe campaign in his name. So another actor who uh, we're definitely going to miss. You know, it's... You know, it's so weird that, um, you know, a lot of these people that we watch on screen and, you know, play these characters, how, you know, all of a sudden they're, they're gone. But, you know, they said we we can't live forever, but it's just so shocking when we hear that our favorite actors from some of our favorite films are just here today and gone tomorrow. It's just, just a shame. Well, um, that's going to do it for me for this week. Uh, Tune in next time when we do it all over again. Uh, You've been listening to That's Entertainment. I'm your host, Tammy Jones-Gibbs. Have a great week. Have a great weekend. Make sure you stay safe, and I'll talk to you next time. Take care.